Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hey, lovely people out there in podcast land. I'm, I'm here today with Dr. Alan Kalis. And Dr. Kalis is from Avenue Plastic Surgery and based in Melbourne. And today we're going to talk about um, or fat grafting, fat transfer um, to, to the breast or any other part of the body, really. And Dr. Kalis is actually one of the early pioneers. So it's, um, it's only just something that uh, a lot of surgeons have just recently started doing. But Dr. Kalis has actually been doing it for years. So we're going to have a bit of a chat with him about why... Um, um, why fat is what I like to call liquid gold. So oh, I should be worth a fortune. But um, yeah, let's talk about um, the liquid gold. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Callis. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I love the way you talk about fat as liquid gold <laughs> because that's the way it actually looks. Um, once you've harvested the fat and washed it and prepared it ready to graft, the actual fat we graft does have a very rich gold colour. So liquid gold is very appropriate. And of course, the thing about fat um, grafting for the breast is that it's a completely natural way to increase not just the volume of the breast, but the appearance of the breast. I think of it more as a breast enhancing operation. And the, the demographic of women that we've, we find are coming along for fat grafting to the breast is really quite different from the one that has a breast augmentation. Often these are young mothers who have breastfed and have lost a little bit of fullness in the breast and they want to restore their breast to how it was before or perhaps make it a little larger but they're not after something really really large that everyone's going to notice and fat grafting does this beautifully and it does it actually in a much better way than an implant could ever do it because fat we use the fat a little bit like putty And we can put a bit in the cleavage, a bit into the upper pole, a bit into the base to increase projection. And we find that even with small volumes of fat, 100 or 200 mils, we can really um, not just increase the volume of the breast, but enhance the appearance of the breast. Um, And of course, the other thing about the fat is that there are numerous stem cells in the fat. And one thing they were talking about at the beginning today was how these stem cells can regenerate the breast people who've got slightly saggy skin, the skin quality improves. So I think fat grafting to the breast is really the miracle that we've been looking for in terms of rejuvenating and enhancing the breast. Um, Of course, there's some women who still um, want to have breast implants. Uh, If you want to go up two or three or more cup sizes, breast implants allow you to do that. Um, And at this meeting, it's interesting, they were talking a little bit about hybrid breast augmentation. Oh, I I love that talk. And I loved watching the results that they can get and the fact that, you know, all the little fine bits that you can fix with it. Exactly right. So with hybrid or composite breast augmentation, it allows you to put a slightly smaller implant in and then also to use fat around the edges of the implant. And so what that means is by having a smaller implant and many of the complications associated with breast implants are reduced. Um, You don't have as much weight, as much pressure on the skin, you don't have all these changes and most breasts will accommodate a small breast implant very easily and you can then use the fat um, in the cleavage and in the upper pole to uh, enhance the uh, overall effect of the implant um, and to conceal the edges of the implant to prevent rippling if that's going to be a problem and really to prevent many of the problems uh, with uh, 
uh, breast implants. And of course, the, the other big advantage of um, fat grafting, whether you're doing it as a hybrid or as a, a standalone procedure, is you, do get, you have to remove the fat from some part of the body. So for many women, you get the secondary benefit of liposuction, say from the tummy or the hips or the inner thighs. Um, some women ask, well, if I don't have much fat, can I still have this procedure? Can I still have fat grafting either as a hybrid or as a primary procedure? And this is something that I found a bit of a challenge early on. Would I be able to get enough fat from thin women? And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, and it's a point they made at the meeting here today, that every woman has 100 mils of fat in the inner thighs, for mm. example. I heard that. One of the doctors yes. said, you know, you can get fat from even a skinny person because um, everybody's got fat on the inner thighs. Everyone has some there. And we've also found that in the hip area, we all, every woman has got some fat deep in the hips. Every woman has got some fat around the front of her thighs. And mm-hmm. um, so we can... There's never been a patient, and we've done over 200 uh, patients now with fat grafting, there's never been any one that we haven't been able to get any fat. Yeah, yep. And I know for a fact that you've got a bit of a process that people have to follow after you've done a fat transfer, haven't you, which helps to hold that fat even more as well. You've yes. got your own little technique that yes. you get them to follow. Yes, the, exactly The right. recipe. Exactly <laughs> right. Well, um, not only after the operation, but even... Uh, before the operation, we like to um, stimulate the breast, the recipient site, so that it's going to be more receptive to take this fat, which is which are living cells. It's going to be a graft of cells. So we like to start stimulating the breast before the procedure, and then after the procedure, there's a whole program that we put patients on um, to enable the fat cells not just to survive, but also to grow inside the breast. This is very exciting. This is the research that we're doing at the moment. How can we best make the breast grow? And this was something else that was brought up at the meeting. Um, It was asked, well, what happens to patients if they put on weight in the future? And the answer is that the breast will grow because you've got the extra fat in the breasts. Interestingly, many patients ask, well, okay, I can put on weight, but what happens if I lose weight after the operation? And I think the answer is if you lost a lot of weight, perhaps you may lose some of the volume that we've put into the breast. But um, one case was presented where the woman gained five kilos and her breast grew and then she lost five kilos and the breast maintained their size. So the breast fat seems sometimes to be influenced by different factors than than the fat in the rest of the body. But it is one reason that we do suggest that women be at or close to their target breast weight when doing fat grafting because um, it's, it'd be good if they could put on a kilo or two after mm-hmm. initially after the operation and after all if you're going to have a bigger bust you're going to have a, 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 mm-hmm. a bigger weight so um, we do like that slight extra weight yeah. uh, after the operation and um, it's really what's what's I find what I find really interesting is um, looking you know watching the videos of you know doctors doing it and all that sort of thing it's actually really quite labor intensive it's like it, it would take a long time like so it's not going to be it's not one of those short quick cheap procedures it's going to be takes longer it's a bit more expensive and it's a lot more sort of specialized like you've got to get all in the right spot well it's certainly very specialized mm. i think plastic surgery as plastic surgeons we love doing this because it's really reconstructive surgery and we've all been trained in skin grafts and flaps and so on. This is a graft of fat. We're taking living fat. We have to make sure it survives and then graft it to another site. Um, when we started doing it, it, it 
a procedure would take about three hours. But now I, I think we've got it down to perhaps one and a half hours, so just a little bit longer than an augmentation with implants. Um, and we've developed some very good systems for taking the fat now and for harvesting it. And it's all, we have a very systematized approach. Mm -hmm. So it, it does take a little longer, but, but not as long as it, mm -hmm. it did in the beginning. And one of the things that, I hadn't even thought about this, but one of the things that I was blown away by was the, the fact that the ladies that, that have had a mastectomy due to breast cancer or anything like that, the, the results that they can get with the fat transfer, because there might just be little bits here and there that just need to be filled out. Absolutely. So when, there was been a lot of talk about using fat grafting in the reconstructive setting um, usually with an implant so to hide the edge of the implant because of course once you've had a mastectomy the skin can be very thin and um, the implant can show under that and so putting some fat around the implant can hide that or a little defect after a segmental mastectomy and we're certainly doing a lot of that but it's a, and it, it's so versatile that you can take a very small amount, even 20 mils, which does not take a lot of time, and you can use that just to enhance an area. And the other point that was made is that you can keep doing it. If you want a bit more fat later on, there's no reason why you can't repeat the procedure. And you know it gets better each time. It's almost like the soil has been uh, already prepared, and, yeah. the, and the, it's got a higher vascularity, and the fat seems to do better each time that we put it in. Well, so, one of the pictures mm -hmm. I saw was um, um, she'd got the final results she wanted. This is a, a mastectomy lady. Oh, you yes, would have seen it too. Yes. But after the fourth time, I was just like, right, I can see. It was actually, it's actually almost like a process that you have Correct. to go through. Correct. So what I envisage happening now in the reconstructive situation is that a patient may start off with a breast implant in after mastectomy or a double mastectomy sometimes, and we could put some fat in. And then we could slightly, then we could put a smaller implant in. Mm -hmm. Or in case of a, an expander, we could deflate the expander slightly. And then you could put a bit more fat in and deflate the expander a bit more. Mm -hmm. Until ultimately, the woman will have just fat and no implant. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the, the aim, ultimately the holy grail in a reconstructive scenario. Can we create a whole breast just with mm -hmm. fat, mm -hmm. with no implant whatsoever? Yeah. I think for some women that's going to be possible. So that would be like um, being skinny and having big boobs. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's like the perfect life. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for that today, Dr. That's Callis. That's been really, really helpful. So, ladies, if you're looking at having um, some fat transfer to the breast or, as I said, anywhere else in the body, um, you can contact Dr. Alan Kalis through our website um, or otherwise drop us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or otherwise just Google Avenue Plastic Surgery in Melbourne. Thanks very much. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.